zeros. Didn't expect to see you again, so spoon. That's not my line. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> I heard that was so good. That would have been great. But Can you then, take it from one so I don't like ruin it? I think you know that, I guess. I don't think you ruined it. Oh, good. Because that was fucking great. That was outstanding. Thank Kudos. You. This, of course, is Zero's Talking Heroes, the podcast that shovels well. We shovel very well. I'm your host, Joe, and we're here to talk to you about mystery men. I've got with me Stab Man, Corey. The time bomb, or the podcast is the ticking time bomb of fury. And Knifey Boy sequel. <laughs> the podcast that will go Pompeii on your butt. Is it? Okay. <laughs> Usually there's like three or four lines to get read. Oh, you know, I've got, I've got a few, i got a few, hold on, I'm coming, I'm coming in hot. I got one, here we go. Go ahead. The podcast that's either equilateral or isosceles. That was the one he was talking about that he couldn't quite word right. Okay. And it's uh, appropriate. Yeah, there's three of us. It's true. We're going to triangulate their position. Um, I've got the podcast that is on the marijuana and the podcast The Wolfpack of One. Like I said, we're here to talk to you about Mystery Men, but first we've been watching some things that aren't Mystery Men. And sequel, what are those things for you? Or thing? I forgot the title. (laughs) Tron. It's not Tron, no. (laughs) I did watch something. We're going to go to Corey in the meantime. Please do. What did you watch? So I uh, I had a heavy dose of being the substitute shop teacher. So I watched a lot of Phase 3 MCU this week. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in its entirety, uh, Doctor Strange in its entirety, Captain America Civil War twice, and um, they have all gotten so much better with age. Hmm. Like, going back and watching them again, like, I didn't quite get all of the feels at the end of Guardians 2, like you guys did with, like, the Yondu stuff. The, like, both times, like, I watched that particular, like, section of the movie with, like, a couple different classes, I was like, thank God the lights are off, because I am, I'm choking back tears over here. Um, Captain America Civil War, super, super fun movie to watch. Uh, I still have, whatever, I'm not going to into it. <laughs> Uh, I also watched a couple episodes of The Office. Which ones? Uh, seasons two. <laughs> season two, episodes four through ten. That's quite a few. That's yeah. more than a couple. That's more than a it's couple. It's like six. It's two That's periods several. worth. several. It's like two periods worth. Okay. Old School Office, really fun. The first one, one of the first ones we watched was the fight between Dwight, Dwight and Michael. Michael. Oh my god. I just quoted that one today. It's such a good episode. Some say it's me. Some pie. <laughs> And then the thing that I, w- I was mentioning off air uh, that I read was that they did the first. They announced the first official casting for it part two. Oh, for the adults? Yes, for the adults. They mm. did. Um, oh, it's, uh, it's McAvoy and somebody. McAvoy and Hater are in talks. Okay, they're not confirmed yet. The only one confirmed right now is Jessica Chastain for okay. Adult Beverly. Right. And I am in love with that pick. Good pick. I I was. On board with Amy Adams hard when they first were like, oh, Amy Adams, redhead, pretty good at being a, dr- a dramatic actress. I'm okay. She's a good actress. She's a good actress. I don't know but if she'd be good in a horror role, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But Jessica Chastain? She fits the bill. I think she's probably the best that we're going to get. McAvoy uh, as Bill would be outstanding. Oh, yeah. Sure. Because it's, yeah. it's McAvoy as Bill and then Hater as um, the mouth. 
Richard. Yeah, the guy with the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. It was Finn Wolfheart or Wolfgarden. Right, it would be, it'd be, yeah, Richie. Richie. It's Richie the Mouth. Mm-hmm. I like that casting, too. Uh, I, again, in like the early rumors that everybody was saying Chris Pratt would play that role. Because he's still funny, but he has like a serious edge in him. But yeah, I like I like Hater a little bit better. I can see Chris Pratt as a... Uh... Ben, right? Yeah, the fat one that gets skinny. Yeah. Because we've seen that transition. Exactly. Already. So yeah. we already, in our minds, view it. I just watched a Parks and Rec episode, too. <laughs> so where good. And he's like, yeah, just stop drinking beer for a month. I'm 50 pounds. drinking. <laughs> Guess too much. Well, Guess too much, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they were... I, the article I read that was talking about McAvoy being... Bill. Bill. It was, it was literally just talking about his range and how he's done a lot of different things. And that character needs to transition from being adult and suave and a really famous writer to like sliding back into how he was as a kid like the stutter and then in and out as an adult like he really has to go in and out every different scene he could do that which yeah. is McAvoy's range being I mean I haven't even seen Split but I know he plays a bunch of different people he plays in 17 different personalities yeah and he does it apparently brilliantly so seamlessly he's he's definitely I, I really hope they they lock that in because you know, part two of it's always been, like, the shaky part. So if they can really nail down the adult cast, I think that the movie is a good chance of holding up mm. and being almost as, if not as good as the first one. And that's it, Joe. I'm done now. Well, let's hope so for your sake. Sequel, do you remember the name of that now? She's Out of My League. I've seen that oh, movie. Yeah. I love that movie. The good one. It's very good. It's like an underrated comedy. Really funny. Would we call that a rom-com? You call that a rom-com, right? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Definitely. It's like, a, it's like a raunchy rom-com. Yeah. Yep, I watched that. It's considering J.T. Miller's been in the... T.J. Miller. J.T. Miller's a hockey player. T.J. <laughs> Miller's been in the news quite a bit recently. It's, she's out of your league, right? She's yeah. Your league or my league? It was. She's out of your league. I think it's your... Oh, I just looked it up, guys. <laughs> <sighs> she's out of blank league. I think it's my. Dead. Oh, no, it is mine. I'm yeah. sorry. You're right. Okay. She's out of my league. <laughs> Cool. Joe, what have you been watching? I watched a movie. I watched uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. How was that? That movie's really good. Is it really? Yeah, I wanted to see it since it was out in theaters and never got a chance to. It's on Netflix now. All right. They've been doing a really good job at keeping up with some of the Disney animated, because that's a Disney, right? I'm not sure. I don't think think it's Disney. Do you guys count stop motion as animated? Because I got into a whole thing with my girlfriend about it. Did she say no? She said no, I said yes. Well, it was, uh, yes. counts according to the Academy, because I was nominated for Best Animated Feature. Okay. Well, think about it like this, too. Stop motion means that they take pictures, and then they throw the pictures together like a flip book, which would, yeah. can, which I, would be considered I'm animation. with you. Yeah. I, I, I was pro-animation for this. But yeah, so I think that's now, like, in recent times, that's my second favorite animated movie, only second to Big Hero 6. Okay. Okay. It's really good, though. I highly recommend it. If you have Netflix, watch it. I'll check it out. It was on one of the flights I took a while ago, and I thought about watching it, and then, I don't know, I think I picked some. I think I picked The Conjuring Part 2 instead. And the words of Spleen. Big mistake! <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we've been watching. Let's do the movie facts for Mystery Men, which came out in 1999. Same year as The Matrix. PG-13... And it's two hours and one minute long. Its director's name is Kinka Usher. Didn't direct anything else. Three three video shorts is credited on IMDb, no other movies. The movie stars Ben Stiller, William H. Macy, Hank Azaria, Janine Garofalo, 
Paul Rubens, Kel Mitchell, Greg Kinnear, Jeffrey Rush, Eddie Izzard, Claire Ferlani, Tom Watts, or Waits. Waits. That makes sense, there's an I in there. And Wes, either Study or Studi. The budget for the movie was $68 million. It is considered a flop because it only grossed $33 million. It's pretty bad. It's awful. $29 million of that 33 was domestic, so it didn't go anywhere overseas. The scores for the movie, Rotten Tomatoes, 60%. Fresh. All right. <laughs> I'll take it. I like it. Barely fresh. <laughs> it snuck in there. The audience disagrees with that score and gave it a 57%. IMDb, 6.1 out of 10. Metacritic, 65 with a user score of 8.1. I feel like the user score of 8.1 has been a repeating. User score of Metacritic is not the most reliable indicator yeah. of things most of the time. Oh, yeah, the scores are pretty much in line. And those are the movie facts. Let's do our general spoiler-free thoughts of the movie, and technically, it's Corey's turn to go first. Sure. Yeah. So, my feelings about this movie, I didn't particularly love it, I didn't find it particularly funny, but I didn't have any real issue watching it. It, it. it falls into this kind of strange gray area where at the end of it, I kind of shrugged and was like, that was a movie, and then I turned my TV off and went to bed. Like I, I just <laughs> Good night, honey. <laughs> it, it was weird. It, it's, it's very rare for me to find that a movie just kind of falls in this like weird, amorphous blob of meh, um, but this did it. And I've got, like, one fairly substantial plot problem that I think was an easy fix that they just ignored, and that's kind of all i got to say. Sweet, cool. What do you got? It's the first time I saw this movie in, in its entirety. I saw bits and pieces of it as a kid. I had so much fun watching this. I loved it. Okay. As a lot of rewatchability for me. I laughed at most of the jokes. I guess I didn't care for it as a kid because the jokes went over my head, but a lot of, like funny superhero humor in there. Yeah, this this was a, a lot of fun for me. I was re- pleasantly surprised and um, if this movie happens to be on TV, I'm, I'm, I'm in it for the duration. Wow. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie's super enjoyable. I've seen this movie like five times. Okay, wow. <laughs> I am it's, yeah. in a minority. It's, it's, it's just really, really fun to watch. I get what they were going for. It's one of those movies that just totally hit what they were going for. I think it's underrated. This movie is so quotable. <laughs> sure. This movie is, is super quotable. I will definitely I give it that. I love that about it. <laughs> I will I will 100% give you that. The first time I saw this movie, just a quick anecdote, my, the first time I saw this movie, my parents rented it, they were watching it, they shut it off, they brought it into me and said, here, you can watch this. It's so stupid, we got up to X part and couldn't watch anymore. <laughs> And I watched it, and I was like, you guys, we're not on the same movie wavelength. Because <laughs> even back then, I liked this. And those are our general thoughts. Now, from here on out, we're going to be spoiling the movie. If you've never seen it before, this is your chance to opt out and go check out Mystery Men. It's available somewhere. Go find a blockbuster if you live in Alaska. They still have it. And now let's spoil and get into all the specific things with Mystery Men. I'm gonna let you go first. You liked it way better than I did. It was so funny. Like I'm not even that big of a not even that big of a Ben Stiller fan, mm-hmm. but his character not having a true power, it just like flopping around like an idiot. I it, I got it. it. It was great. I I'll give you that one. I thought that that was fairly enjoyable. That the guy who's trying to be like the leader, 
And it's not even, like, the hardest to, like, live up to the idea of being a superhero is the one that has no right to be there in the first place. Like, when they um, surround um, Casanova Frankenstein's limo, and they're all, like, busting it up, and he's just, like, on top of it, banging on it, and flopping around like he... <laughs> he's a, he lands on the hood, he starts trying to claw off, like, the, the hood emblem. And he can't do it. <laughs> It's like that's that's his contribution to the fight. But yet he hit. It's the, amazing. But yet he hit the hood hard enough to have like the engine start to smoke. Was it was it him? No, I don't know. What is that? There's him? a bunch of smoke billowing out of the the hood. So. Wasn't him. <laughs> He's also this is one of the first times like they really nailed writing a Ben Stiller character yes. because he just says nonsense. <laughs> like half the quotes that I remember from this movie are from him. He is definitely the most quote, one of the most quotable characters yeah. in this movie. I love when he shows up to apologize. And he's like, "Breach building, blurred vision, can't." Roy, why don't you just come with us? Okay, that was, that was quick thinking. <laughs> I, yeah, and then the shoveler is just like, "Oh, I see what's happening here." The shoveler is such a dad. He's so one note, oh, yeah. but it's William H Macy to perfection. Like, yeah. I love it. It works. Yeah. Like he's the leader, actually. Yeah. You're going to say the Sphinx, but... No. No. Oh, well, I mean, Mr. Furious isn't the leader. It's definitely the shoveler. We do have a slight problem with the fact that he didn't shovel anywhere. He uses a shovel. He uses it as a weapon, sure. What is, what is he going to do with the... I, I can't get into this. God gave me a gift. I shoveled it. <laughs> there was... They had, to, they had to break into an underground layer. You mean he couldn't fucking shovel the hole, for Christ's sake? Come on, man. Look at that shit. That would have taken forever. That's not my problem. That would have been to me. That would have been hysterical if, like, they like had it like showed him like starting to dig a hole, and then cutscene, and he's like halfway done, and then still is just like, I can't believe he did that so fast. Like, I that would have been fucking hysterical to me. Meh. <laughs> I don't know. The jokes didn't really hit for me. I. Maybe it's because it's the, my first time watching it as, like, a 30-year-old man. I'm just like, <laughs> fart jokes aren't going to do this. Like, you're going to need to do more than fart jokes for me. By far, the spleen's the worst character yeah, in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. He does not belong. He's not funny. He's in the trailer a lot. Yeah. Like, I thought it was going to be about him as a kid, seeing him in the trailer. I think that that was their safety net. I think the spleen was, like, their... Kids will make their parents sit down and watch this movie. Yeah, the spleen's the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Yeah, the he, humor of this movie. I mean, he's got a couple good lines, like the triangle line. I like that. Yeah, that's a good line. Let's triangulate. <laughs> Equilateral <laughs> or is <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Not enough alcohol in the world, Spleen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. She's my favorite character. Janine Garofalo? Yeah. Bowler? The bowler? Baby bowler. She's my, my favorite character, hands down. I... Okay. Yep. And when I was watching this movie... Again, I guess in, like, the back of my mind, I knew she was in this. Probably because when it came out, or when they were promoting it, in the trailers, one of the lines that they said was, like, do you want to put some pants back on today or something? Yeah, to, what um... Do you want to continue fighting evil today if you put some shorts on? Yeah, that's it. Um, he said, she says it to the Invisible Man. Invisible Guy, whatever. Invisible boy. boy. Cal Mitchell. Cal <laughs> So, I guess, like, subconsciously I knew she was in this. I was trying to find her. So when they did the parole hearing... Yeah, she's for, on the parole board. I thought, though, but it's not her. That's her, not her? No. See? 
Okay, good. I'm not the only one. Who did think was on the parole board? The we thought it was the the Casanova Frankenstein's psychiatrist was Janine. Oh, Rambo. it looked just like it. It did. It looked just like her. <laughs> yeah, they were playing like a Harley Quinn situation. And the only reason I knew, like, I got confirmed that it was in fact a different actress, was because she was at the table when he was explaining the plan. Okay, I thought it was her too. Yeah. So I was like, is that Janine Garofalo? And I thought the head of the parole board was the warden from Shawshank Redemption. Oh my god, that would have been a pull and... Yeah, but it wasn't. A su- <laughs> that would have been a subtle bit of hilarity, because realistically, Shawshank is still pretty deep into the collective consciousness. It's only five, six years old at this right. point. The fact that you have Jeffrey Rush playing this role, too, because he's like five years removed from like best actor for yeah. Shine. Oh my god, he got best actor for sure. Yeah. God about that. <laughs> I mean, he's the best actor in this movie. Yeah, but like it's such like a weird part for him to oh, play. Oh, it is. It you know what you know what else it does though? It, it leads set him up Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean. It sets him up to be Barbosa hard. And I can tell you exactly when I realized he was actually into the role and not just there for a paycheck. Granted it's kinda late in the movie. But when he gets actually into the fight with his pinky nails, <laughs> that that moment where he's like, he's just hissing. Oh my god! I was like, holy shit! You're not phoning like that is. You're not phoning it in. That is you just... actually trying to be like use body humor in a comedy movie where it's not telling you to use body humor, where you're taking your role to the next level to be funny when it's not necessarily supposed to be a laugh, and that I appreciate. So his performance is. Wonderful. Who plays Captain Amazing? Greg Kinnear. That's Greg Kinnear. Okay. Love the fact that he has sponsorships <laughs> all Pepsi over his suit. <laughs> out, Pepsi smack dab in the middle. <laughs> well, Pepsi's on the on the sleeve. He rips it off because he found out he lost it. He also has Pepsi in the middle of his yeah. back. Oh, right in the middle of the back. Like, well, the one he rips off is like it. Asian characters. On yeah. It, so it's like Japanese Pepsi or Chinese Pepsi. How do you feel about Pepsi pulling the sponsorship? I hadn't heard, heard about that. that. No, because if a superhero existed. They would have sponsorships. I, th- I think that's totally accurate. It's like he's a oh, fucking NASCAR. Yeah. He's a fucking NASCAR. It looks like a slightly souped up NASCAR, like, flame retardant suit. I do like the line that the shoveler delivers about, um... Oh, what's, uh, his alter ego? Um, Lance... The billion... Yeah, Lance something. I forget what his last name <laughs> is, but it's... Yeah, Lance whatever. Mr. Fear's like, it's the same guy. He goes, we've been through this. No, he wears glasses. Yeah, he just takes them off. Then he couldn't see. <laughs> he takes the, he takes them off when he transforms. <laughs> and then... <laughs> this is such a great movie to watch after doing Superman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. So um, what were you say? Do you know Lance whatever? I am him. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. I like doing that. <laughs> I've always wanted I've always to do that. That's right. Is it Lance Hunt? Or is it something Billionaire. Else? Lance something. Sure, Hunt, why not? I don't think it is. He's actually, believe it, he, believe it or not, he's my biggest problem with this movie. I love him. Why is he your biggest problem? I don't, I, I hate his plan. It's a plot problem. Captain it, it, Amazing? Yeah, it comes... What it becomes, plan? Or Lance Hunt's plan to release... So he releases Casanova Frankenstein for the explicit purpose of having a hero to fight so he can keep his sponsorships, right? Right. And then he... Flies in day one after the insane asylum explodes, mm-hmm. and is doing like the stupid thing that all cocky superheroes do at some point or another, and like think that they're automatically like going to win, so they just like start essentially doing an exposition dump before they take him in. But to me, so you got him out of prison, right? We all agree that Lance is 
essentially the reason he's, he got Casanova. Yeah, he makes up a letter. Yeah, and, uh, from himself. It's his grocery list. I read the grocery list. Like, I paused and read it. There's Most nothing fun on that list. Ketchup's on there, right? I Milk and so. eggs are on there, I yeah. saw. Like, I was hoping there was, like, some stupid thing, like, the writers or the special effects people just put in there. Nothing. I would love for some... I, I, I would have loved for something billionaire-ish, like, caviar. Like, just casually, like, casually it'll be like, he needs to get more caviar. Um, so he shows up at Casanova Frankenstein's place and is talking, like, telling him to take, take everything off. Yeah. I'm gonna take you in. And then sees the detonator, and the detonator gives him chloroform, and he gets knocked out. I love that part. So much. Ah, oh, dang. <laughs> the all dang is fine. Uh, the all dang is fine. But I think that the writers of the movie missed an opportunity to turn the whole thing up on its head. And so Lance gets you out, and he shows up and is like, all right, you know who I am. I know who you are. I could take you in right now, and we'd be done. Or you can operate for a while, and we keep just barely missing and fighting so I can continue to keep my sponsorships and keep being important, and you get keep, to keep being whatever you are. Because it doesn't make any sense for me to me to get a guy out of prison to lock him up the following day. That doesn't solve your problem. It doesn't solve your promotional problem. It solves it for I a agree week. Agree with you completely. Yes, it doesn't. Yeah. So you're right. And that's it. And then if the movie's about you know Mr. Furious sees Captain Amazing land and talking and then leaving. And the entire movie's like, guys, Captain Amazing is the bad guy. We have to go after Casanova Frankenstein and prove that Captain Amazing is the bad guy. That movie, all the laughs can say the same, everything else can say the same, but that's the story that they're following instead. I think it's a better movie. It's better. It's a better movie for sure, but it makes it a more serious and different tone movie. Because yeah. they actually have like a real objective, you, and they have to do two things instead of one. <laughs> you can have like... Captain Amazing reveal that plan to Casanova Frankenstein. And then have Casanova just be like, nah. nah and just... And that's... that's I, even even that makes me feel better. Yeah. Because it's just... It's it's that... It's a, Again, it's a dissonance that I just can't rationalize. He's also kind of an idiot. He is kind of an idiot. For the world's best superhero, he's kind of a stupid, stupid man. Well, the guy's taking... Nemesis's... Nemes- what's the plural on that? Nemesis's. Nemesis? Nemesis. <laughs> It's Nemesis, right? I think it's actually Nemesis. I right? think it is Nemesis. Very well could be. Let me see. I can't believe he actually died. I love that fact, though. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good. It adds to it. Yeah. That that situation escalated so quickly. Yep. Instead of just calmly, no. Whoa! We, we, just, be, just be clear. Which toggle? <laughs> How many times are we toggling? <laughs> we flipped the left one once and the right one once. Flip it! Flip it! Now there's no need to be rude. I mean, that's a story. <laughs> You're moron. <laughs> Fine, I'll flip it. Blue Raja, my silverware. You don't wear any blue. <laughs> we get a little, you have green, some floral stuff. Can we just get a little blue? I love it when he goes home and he's like practicing. Was it red eyes? Yeah. Yeah, the red, red eyes. Mom, you're breaking so many rules right now. <laughs> Mom, you're cheesing me off so bad right now. <laughs> yeah. Are you on the marijuana? <laughs> Outside of that line, I, I could I could have taking or leaving it. It just doesn't do anything for me. I <laughs> wonder mom goes with silverware at the end and she's like, I'll see you your wedding day. But that's, that, <laughs> that seems could like happen anytime soon. Seems like it's a, it's a ways out, so. God, that's an expensive... Uh, mom, you're taking this really well. <laughs> that's an expensive superhero trait. Yeah. Use the accent. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeffrey, cheerio. <laughs> I do like the... 
basic concept of three guys who aren't great at being superheroes and are trying to be anyways, and at the end of their superheroing for the night, they go to a diner and split it three ways regardless <laughs> of what any of them get. I'm just saying. If <laughs> you split it three ways, the steak eater <laughs> picks the pocket of the salad eater. <laughs> well, then order more food. <laughs> Seeing as it's your first day, I will fork-give you if you fork-get. <laughs> like I said, infinitely quotable. I can do this all day. I mean, are they quotable? Yes. I don't know that they're fun. And for me, I just don't... That's fair. I wanted I wanted chuckles in the last, and I didn't get any. And I think it's... I think you wanted it too much. Maybe. It may have been what it is. God, that just happened organically. Yeah. I also came off... I came off of a day where I had watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just used to those laughs, and I'm ready for those setups, and I'm ready for it's the punchline. It's a different laugh. It's a different laugh. It absolutely is. A 1990s mid-level comedy la- comedy laugh is way different than an MCU yeah. laugh. Well, this was making fun of the superhero movies we had before we had the fully developed ones. What was the one? So, like, so this movie comes out there. What was the superhero movie before that? Was it Batman and Robin? Like, was that the first big one? Or like, the last big one that came out before this? What year did Blade come out? I don't know. 99? I feel like, now that you say that, I feel like Blade's 99. Look, this was the year before X-Men came out. 1998 was Blade. Oh. Not to be confused with 2007 Blades of Glory. Which is... Fine, fine film. I actually really like that movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's only one song we're skating to. Nobody knows what it means. It's prerogative. <laughs> Get the people go. <laughs> no, they laughed at Louis Armstrong when he wanted to go to the moon. Now he's up here, up there, laughing at all of us. I remember Cal Mitchell's scene in the trailer, and his character is intriguing because he can only be invisible if no one's watching him, including himself. Yes, and he actually can be. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So you have three guys who aren't actually superheroes, trying to be. And they end up accidentally recruiting at least two, borderline three, actual real superheroes. Because the shoveler doesn't actually have any superpowers. He's just really good at beating people with a shovel. And he's been yeah. at it for 12 years. Yep. Basically, the three of them are like Batman, but not rich. And not that good, though. Like, what? They're good at the end. They're fine at they the end. training. Do you see that fork accuracy from the Blue Raja? The hand-to-hand combat from the shoveler and the... Whatever the hell Mr. Furious did, do you want to call that? Rages. He actually rages, like Barbarian Rages. Pretty much. But nonetheless... Okay, so at the start of this movie... Yeah, they're terrible. There are three guys who really shouldn't be doing this that are trying anyways. And then they recruit, and they find two, borderline three, that are actually fairly talented at what it is that they're supposed to be doing. so the baby bowler... Are we counting this... Are we counting this... Are we counting this... No. Okay. I'm counting the spleen. Because he's definitely a superhero. He can cut guns in half with his mind. Yes, but they don't They don't find him. He finds them. That's fair. The, the spleen kind of falls into it, too. They don't want him. He just happens to... Yeah, and he's the borderline one where yeah. they don't really find that he just kind of demands. So you got the invisible guy who actually turns invisible. Awesome. Dad, I'm going to my room with these three strange men. <laughs> Corey's pretending to read the paper. Yeah, I was pretending to read the paper because that's all the guy did. Didn't turn, didn't, mm-hmm, nothing. What's the point? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> and the bowler who has, like, a possessed bowling ball that she uses as a weapon. Dad's head. Carmine the bowler. That's right. Carmine the bowler. 
Who got who killed by Tony P? Also known as Eddie Izzard. Yep. Which was... I'm the guy who gave your dad the shaft, <laughs> which is an awkward line to say. To <laughs> yes. Considering his orientation, yeah. I love the disco aspect of this, too. Lots change in 20 years. Yes, I heard disco's dead. Disco will never die. Disco's not dead. Disco is life. <laughs> Eddie Izzard's a great character actor. Yeah, he's, he's not gonna he's not gonna steal a role or like. He's not there to steal a show. He knows exactly what he's there to do. And, and he's and he's never going to like get the lead in like some big blockbuster or like be nominated for an Academy for like best supporting. Never but, say never, man. Uh, you're right. <laughs> But I have never, I've never seen him in a film where I was like, Eddie, is it? Like, when he puts a suit on and is part of, like, an underground high-end con ring, like in the Oceans movies, believe him, 100%. When he dresses up in disco gear and uses fucking hairspray as a weapon, fucking believe it. Just, and I don't know what else he's done other than those two things, if I'm being honest, but in both of those things, he's just... Really good at those roles. Well, he's in my favorite scene when the um, the 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 real three, with the first three, try to break into Casanova Frankenstein's mansion and they get confronted by them. They're like, "There's no theme here at all. If you're going to use a chain, at least it'd be a gold chain." <laughs> See what I did there? Like I was going to pipe. What are you, the disco plumber? <laughs> oh, gun. Yeah, that makes you. That's that's a real superpower. <laughs> I love that. As if the henchmen are going to put just as much thought into their persona as, like, the hero. So good. Well, because that's what they are. They're ultimately what could conceivably be decently useful sidekicks to an actual superhero. Right. They're trying to just do it on their own anyway. And it fits with the tone of the movie, whereas, like, if it was a semi-serious movie, someone pulls a gun on them and they're not good at what they're doing, they're going to be scared shitless. But they're just thinking, like, oh, this isn't on theme at all. What are you doing? And here's the thing. When I watch that scene... I think they are scared shitless. I think they're laughing to try to, like, keep up appearances, but, like, it sounds like there's a little, like, quake in their laugh. They're like, <laughs> yeah, what are you? Got a gun? Like, they're trying to, like, laugh it off like they're not actually scared, but I think that they actually are terrified. Well, I mean, the time, the second time that happens when they're drunk, they're absolutely terrified. Right. I don't think that scared the first time, though. They don't get shot, they just get beat up pretty good. Look at that, they didn't get shot and just got beat up pretty good. They are. When they... And we as an audience are lucky. Because the movie didn't end right there. We've been so sad. When they pull up on Casanova Frankenstein's limo and wreck the shit out of it and like get in the car and like peel off, the only thing... You guys watch It's Always Sunny, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've seen, yes. So there's an episode of It's Always Sunny where the McPoyle brothers break into the pub and hold the gang hostage. Seen it. Yeah, I've seen it too. And then at the end of it, it's all just fake bullshit, and they run away and be like, nobody gets, nobody messes with the big boils and gets away with it. McBoyles rule! And like, they run away. That's how I felt like that scene ended. Like, they got in the car and just peeled off like, nobody messes with the mystery men! And like, <laughs> they, like they didn't accomplish anything. That was their big victory though. They it were. was. Oh god. I don't know why they broke the uh, the windows with the golf with the bowling ball. Leaving that leaving the spleen stank in there would have been way worse on them. <laughs> I like that the fork goes flying around inside the limo. Yes. Well, that's the first hint that like he actually could potentially have something there because he couldn't control it. It was just like he. I mean, he can like the opening scene of the movie. 
they're really good for the first part of it. Like, he, he hits the fork directly into the guy's mouth with the cake. Already yeah. And then the shoveler, yeah, smacks him. Like, that fight goes really well for the first ten seconds. Right until Fury tries to do anything. Pretty much. Yeah, Fury kind of ruins the Fury's fight. Furious kind of yep. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Furious, right. Mr. Furious. Mr. Furious. Or Roy. Roy. Just be Roy. What's your name? Phoenix? Phoenix Dark. Dark Dirk. Dark Dirk. Dark Dirk. Dark Dirk. Dark Dirk. <laughs> Which is the worst thing that she could have done in that scene. Huh? As far as the movie's concerned? Kiss him? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, whatever. But, like, telling him to just be Dirk... Just be Roy. Just be, be Roy. Roy. I'm sorry, yeah. Be Dirk. Just be Dirk. Davitsky. <laughs> J- telling him just to be Roy was, like, his, like... I don't need to do this anymore. I can walk away. I don't have anything, so why am I doing this? Well, and the rest of the crew is like dragging him along, anyways. It works because he's an idiot, and she's trying to get him. She's like, "Oh, you're a nice guy. Just be a nice guy." She has no idea like the danger that he's about to like embark in, right. and the danger that she's, I guess, essentially going to be in. Right. What was her? Is she famous? She looks very Claire familiar. Well, I'm. She's in things. She's in the movie Mallrats. Okay. Is she really? Yeah, she's the Jeremy mm-hmm. London or Jason London's girlfriend, whichever London that is, because mm-hmm. they're twins. Favorite scene for you guys? My favorite scene is the uh, visit to Doctor Heller's lair. Okay. There's workshop, whatever you want to call that, where you get to see all the cool, non-lethal shit that he's made. That's Tornado in a can. Because <laughs> tornadoes don't kill people. The blame thrower. The blame, blame thrower is good. Yeah. You have the what? That's. That's the army's strongest non-lethal tank that there is. That's Tom Waits, right? Yep. Yeah. Best scene for me. I would definitely say that anytime they're in the diner, though, I do tend to love the diner scenes. Because it's a moment of reality that I think that this movie needs to kind of drive the point home that these guys aren't great at what they're doing, but they're determined to do it anyways. You know what? Just put an actual superhero... In that role instead, or like a trio of superheroes in that. Imagine Black Widow, Tony Stark, and Steve Rogers going into a diner. So it's the shawarma scene. Yeah, kind of like the shawarma scene. Like it's that. It's it's you just get outside of that shawarma scene, you just can't imagine them ever doing that. But Bruce Wayne probably has gone to a diner in his life or a restaurant in general. Like he only has lobster thermidor at home. <laughs> I don't think Bruce Wayne has being so rich. No, because his public appearance. He goes to like the high end restaurants. Everyone. Yeah, but I don't think like after a night of fighting crimes. No, like, he's not going. Case. Yeah, no, 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 no. He's, he's going to Waffle House. <laughs> he's calling Alfred, dude. Tell him to get the griddle ready. That hurts. Yeah, I haven't been to a Waffle House in like three years. I, we went at a catacon. Yeah, that was like that was like a year and a half ago. We haven't been doing the show for three years. Touche. You're right. <laughs> it just feels like three years. Wow. No, since I haven't been to Waffle House, not the oh, show okay. part. I miss Waffle House. I love Waffle House. Me too. There's good waffles. We've got a great, great all-star breakfast. Great house. If I ever, like, come in, like, a windfall of a dick ton of money, I think I might open a waffle house on Long Island. By open, you mean just finance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't run that Because, like, that would be a terrible way to be rich. No, no, no. You're already rich. You don't need to run the waffle house. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would just want to make sure that there's one here. Oh, yeah. You pick your favorite, right? Yep. Doc Heller's. Right. Lab. Least favorite. Did you pick your favorite? Yes. Which one? It was when they first encountered, like, the disco henchmen, and they weren't on theme. Okay. Okay. Least favorite... I don't particularly think that the sewing scene where 
Rory ends up storming off is all that useful. This okay. is stupid. Where are we here? I need a I was, thimble. Does anybody have a thimble? <laughs> I was super on Rory's side there. I was like, this is this is a waste of five minutes of movie. I have no interest in this part of training. I have no interest in them getting trained at all. Anyways, I wish it was just like a montage scene. Would have been way more useful for me. I loved all the training scenes. <sighs> We're totally obsessed. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. It's I team did. building. It's great. It's so funny. It it is nonsensical, but the fact that they're all doing it and they're all buying in. (laughs) They're all buying into this dude who they just randomly met on the street. The guy can cut guns in half with his mind. He's also terribly mysterious. (laughs) Don't get a payoff for that. I I just don't... We got the payoff. He cuts the guns in half. Yeah, okay, so you started with the payoff? That's great. He's useless otherwise. He is. He doesn't doesn't do anything in the end of a fight, which is amazing. (laughs) Doesn't at all. That's right. Big hit down south. I heard of this guy. (laughs) Worse off, worse than that is like you undermine the art that they're trying to give these superheroes. So they're like they find a real superhero, and everything's like everything's on the up and like they never have to like overcome anything. They just meet a guy, go through some training. Next thing you know, poof. They killed Captain Amazing. They gotta overcome that. <laughs> that was mostly just pointing blame at each other. At a diner. It's all at Blue Raja. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, kind of on Captain Amazing. We killed Captain Amazing. What do you mean, we? I'm over here. <laughs> I've been over here the whole time. <laughs> Technically speaking, you flipped the switch. Well, I wasn't the one that did the first part, but you flipped Flip the, the switch. switch. Least favorite for me was using the, um, the clothes shrinking gun on those... Um, Woman henchmen. Mm-hmm. I thought we get a better payoff. They are dressed with... to kill. Yes, I thought we get a better payoff with with that weapon and just using it on them. That whole dynamic doesn't really fit with the tone of the movie. I didn't like it. Yeah, well, you know, they have this moment where they can sexualize women in the late nineties, early two thousands. They were gonna take it. They were gonna. Yeah. yeah. So I, it, I it honestly didn't work for me. It. it I think that was kind of telegraphed for me. Like, we... I can't remember because I've seen it so many times. Because we get the scene... We get the scene where they're at the, um... They're at the table first, right? He introduces all of the bar... All, yeah. all the different gangs. The, and then after that, they go to the the warehouse. Correct? The warehouse meaning where Captain Amazing is being? No. No, no. The warehouse where they find... Oh, the, the amusement park? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So... That's after that? I think so. I don't think that's true. The the table is when they no they go to the they go to the amusement park after Roy storms off because Sphinx is like the lack of manpower can be made up for with a increase in firepower. Yeah, and then between Roy's with them when they go to save Captain no, no, Amazing, the, and that's that's the one with the meeting. No, no, but what I'm saying meeting. is oh, no, no. What I'm saying is that I saw it telegraphed because I knew that there were girls that were dressed to kill. And then I found out about the shrink gun that is going to shrink your clothing. But you found out about the shrink gun first. No. Yes, you did. I'm not sure that's true. The table meeting with all the different gangs is the same night they kill Amazing. It's the same trip to the mansion. That's when Roy comes back. When Roy leaves is when they go to the amusement park to see Heller's weapons. Trust me. <laughs> all right, you see no more. So <laughs> more. I'll, I'll go with you. I thought I thought that table scene was a little earlier myself, but. I trust you, Jed. I'm not excited. Unless there's a second table scene that I don't remember the first one of. But this is, again, and and this is one of my other problems with this movie. It's a plot, again, it's a plot problem. When Captain Amazing, right after Captain Amazing gets chloroformed and wakes up. Oh, dang. 
Well, dang it. And he wakes up. Casting for Frankenstein says, by midnight tomorrow. Does he not? Maybe. I'm pretty sure he says, by midnight tomorrow, and like, seven days go by and he's still down there. I, like... It's not seven days. It's not... I'm, I'm exaggerating. Yeah, using time, hyperbole for the sake of... Time is weird in this movie. It's hard to tell how much we, time has passed. Yeah, which... I, I can't... Fu- I can't fucking stand it. I think it's one of the scenes when he's walking with, uh... I forget the waitress's name. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, a really good time tonight. And I feel like that was supposed to be, like, part of the same day. But, like, it, they already turned into day, and it was night... Uh, it's weird. Time passes weird in this movie. But, like, at... We all agree that X amount of days have passed over the course of this movie, right? No. At least one day. Well, not not from that part. No, no, I'm talking over the course of this movie. Over the course of the movie's multiple days, because they have to have the tryout and everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 they... Casper Frankenstein catches Captain Amazing on the night, the first night. Right. Says, you're going to be dead by tomorrow. No. He doesn't say that there. He, he, he says it to the henchmen after the table meeting. But he says he says by midnight something something you're going to be dead. Not the not with the first time you see um, Captain Amazing like tied up there. It's with everyone else around him, like the frat boys. I could and all have that. sworn he said something there. No, I don't think so. Um, I guess I'm gonna have to rewatch it at some point. God help you me. You should. Very rewatchable. You should. It should. It should hit better the second time. Turn your brain off and just go. Yeah. I, it's just one of those movies. It's done. You don't. You don't have to review it anymore. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to need to pay attention to these moments because I'm going to be. I, I, my point is, I could have sworn he said by tomorrow, and then like five or six days keep going by, days and nights keep going by, and like nothing's happening. I'm like, fuck. And then they end up fucking killing the guy that they're trying to save. Which is great. Which is he's also a, not a redeemable character at all. Yeah, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm happy he's dead. Don't exactly. get me wrong. Exactly. Whoa, Corey. <laughs> I said what I said, and I don't take it back. All right. Come at me on Twitter. Honorable, an honorable mention for favorite scene for me is the uh, egg salad speech. <laughs> that's that's actually a good speech, though. Egg salad. Where do I eat this sandwich? High cholesterol. Wife won't even let me touch it. Hardly seems to matter now. <laughs> But like his point, his point in that whole in that whole speech actually like lands. Yeah, absolutely. He, go, he, he it comes out of nowhere. It's such like a middle aged white guy thing to say the whole time. Like they're all talking and they're like, you know, what are we gonna do? And he's just like sitting there. He's, he's just the, making egg salad. He has the and I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> oh, egg salad. <laughs> well, they're all like they've all just killed Captain Amazing. They now know what it is that Captain Frankenstein has planned. And they're all about to get up and leave town and be like, nope, fuck this shit. Yeah, Sphinx tells them to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the only path is the one that's going away from here. <laughs> or some shit like that. Yeah. Sometimes the best superhero knows when it's time to run away. Yeah, fair enough. See? I'm with him. <laughs> they all go to get up and he's like, nope, everybody sit back down. He's having what is essentially what he thinks is going to be his last meal. Did you guys uh, both do your least favorite? Yes. I did my least favorite. You did, yes, you did okay. yours. My least favorite is the one scene I think that has no business being in this movie because it doesn't fit or connect to anything at all. It's the skunk humping Spleen's leg. Yeah. With Invisible Boy just standing there. Like, that scene doesn't do anything, connect to any other scene. It's just. Nope. Other than the fact that silly. Spleen stinks and skunks stink. Yeah. But Nothing else to do. Again, I think, that's, I think that's one of those moments where they were trying to split the difference. I think that they, that they just that, probably that, that was that was low hanging fruit that I didn't even know they planted the tree for. Yep, yep. It's just low hanging fruit that's like 
a bunch of a bunch of twelve to fifteen year old boys are going to think that this is hysterical, and they're going to make their parents go to the movie movies to see it. That's it. That's all. That's the only good thing it does. I hope it wasn't in the trailer. It wasn't no, in the trailer. So. But you but you put scenes like that in so that when one kid happens to go see it because he's interested in another part and runs and tells him like, oh my god, there's a hysterical scene with a skunk. And then, like, word of mouth gets around and that's how the movie explodes. It didn't happen here, obviously, but I think that was the point of that. I hope this movie caught on as a cult movie like later. Because it's, it's scored well enough. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would almost guarantee that score's gone up over the years. I don't think it was fresh when it came out. I don't know. It'd be interesting to go back and be able to see. I don't Which, think you can. That should be a... Rotten Tomatoes passed. <laughs> did you guys see CeeLo Green in it? I did! I was trying to figure out if the other, if the other couple... Uh, I don't know rap, if they're famous. Rap guys are famous, too. I don't too. think so. But CeeLo Green, definitely. But he was the one I recognized. I was like, CeeLo Green was the thing in 1999. Holy crap. <laughs> I think he does one of the songs in the credits. Well, no, Cal Mitchell does one of the songs in the credits. <coughs> for sure. There's a scene where um, somebody answers the phone, and it sounds like a poo from uh, The Simpsons. It's probably Hank Azaria doing it. It's definitely Hank Azaria doing it. Because <laughs> I heard that, but I got Hank Azaria. Yeah, he does a couple of Professor... Oh, what's the professor's name? Professor Fring? Professor Fring? Professor Frank? Professor Frank? Yeah, I think it's Plain Frank. and the glove, even yep. that guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He does that a couple times when he gets hit. I'm like, yep, that's... <laughs> you dual threat, Hank Azaria. It, so wait, are you guys saying Frank Azaria is the guy that does the voices on The Simpsons? Hank, Hank Azaria. Azaria. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Who played the Blue Raja. Yeah. Yes. He does many voices on The Simpsons. So many. Not Homer, though. No. So that's Dan Castellaneta. Oh my god, that was actually Pee Wee Herman that played the spleen, too, huh? Paul, Paul Rubens. Rubens. Yeah. I, I only know, ever know him as Pee Wee Herman. Oh, Corey. Yeah. I, I, I loved Pee Wee Herman as a kid, so I... I now you got to see him fart all over the place. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of I fun. actually knew that from the trailer. That's the f- one guy I recognize as a youngster. Matt, him and Kel Mitchell. I oh, think yeah. at this point, Kel Mitchell was definitely in the collective consciousness. Um, this was Kel Mitchell's like, one real shot at a movie because he's not in anything else really he, movie-wise. Not that was, movie-wise. He's in TV shows still. He does the voice of one of the dogs on the Clifford cartoon. Was he really? Yeah, T-Bone. Oh, interesting. Good, good pull. <laughs> he also, I mean, right around this time is... Good Burger. Good Burger. <laughs> and Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel. But it's also at the tail end of Keenan and Kel, right around the time Keenan and Kel are trying out for SNL, right? I don't know if Kel tried out for SNL. No, they both did. They both tried out the same year. And Keenan got instead of Kel and everybody, and a lot of people that are, that I know that are quote-unquote comedians all agree that it was the wrong choice. Keenan's good, but Kel is better. I don't know. I always found Keenan more funny than Kel. Yeah. Kel plays Ed, man. That's like this one, this one thing. Like, Ed, do we have anything else? There's a whole bunch of nonsense science in this movie. It's not really anything to talk yeah. about. It's just, they just made up a whole bunch of shit. The psychofraculator. Yes. Oh, that is a great scene, too, when they're sneaking around the, the grounds of the mansion. And they hear that sound, and they each say something totally outrageous, and it's the sprinklers. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, to clarify... It's a uh, mobilized anthrax device. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> Keenan Thompson joined uh, SNL in 2003, so... Okay. Yeah, really right around this time. And then, so this happens, Kel doesn't get picked for SNL, kind of just slides into obscurity. Realistic, like, really talk, like... Do we have anything else? Uh, I, I'm... I think we, we hit it pretty good. Yeah. Really cool. 
The only thing I want to say is, I don't need a compass to tell me which way the wind shines. <laughs> what? That's the best line in the whole movie. I just... That's way too wordy for me to be an intro. You've done wordier intros. That's pretty. That's pretty wordy. Yeah, the but the podcast that don't need a com- doesn't need a compass to tell us which way the wind shines. <laughs> that's a little wordy. Is it really that much more wordier? Wordier than the podcast that doesn't judge a man by where he drinks, but how he holds his liquor, or whatever that line was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another really wordy. What was the other really wordy one he did recently? I don't know. I think we covered our thoughts on Mystery Men. We're going to go through the process of rating it now, which, if you don't know, is we give each movie a score of Infinity Stones from 1 to 6. 1 is the lowest score, 6 is the highest score. If you give it a 6, you can also give it a gauntlet at your own discretion. Let's rate Mystery Men. I forget who goes first. Sequel goes first. What's up? What do you got? I'm going to go really high on this one. Give this one 5 stones. I had so much fun watching this movie. I didn't expect to have any fun watching it. I know this has been suggested to us from way back. It's been suggested by a couple of people a couple of different times. I didn't think I would like it at all. I was so pleasantly surprised. This was a lot of fun. I'd watch it again tomorrow if it was on. Worth the three ninety nine I spent to rent it. Corey. That is a wildly inappropriate fucking score to give it. It's your score, I'm not gonna I'm sorry, I shouldn't judge your score. That's fine, Corey. My apologies. Uh, this movie, perfectly fine, acted pretty well, written pretty well, it just doesn't hit for me. I will go back and rewatch it, because you guys suggested that I should, but not of my own volition. It does not meet the rewatchability standards for a four-stone movie. I don't even think it's a three-stone movie, if I'm being honest. I'm giving it two and a half. When you rewatch it, just shut your brain off and enjoy yourself. Don't sit there with a pen and paper and make a timeline of how many fucking days it's been. That's going. I'm going to have to watch it two times because I'm going to. I'm going to videotape that moment so I can send it to you guys, and then I'm going to show you how many days pass in between. Post it so Eric. Because it fucking bothered me the entire time. I was like, "Why the fuck isn't this guy dead yet?" I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm done. See, that would have been. I'm sorry. That would have been pretty funny if they show up to Captain Amazing and he's dead already. <laughs> I did say midnight tomorrow. <laughs> we really shouldn't have taken so much time. <laughs> the train. <laughs> Should have spent less time on the costumes. Ah, you're gonna hate my score, Corey. Also, I don't you fucking dare! Don't you fucking dare! This will be my no. I'm sorry. Gauntlet. Gauntlet. No. Fuck that. It's not. No. Hell no. <laughs> This movie's not good. Like, because I don't want people to, under- to misunderstand and think this is, like, another internship situation. This movie is not good. Like, my parents walked in and said, here, you watch this, we can't. They got up to the part where Casanova Frankenstein blows up the insane asylum, and they were like, nope. Really? They were done at that point. They were like, this is really stupid. That is inappropriately wow. early in the That's movie. very yeah. early. I know, they gave up so... So quickly. Pre-Spleen, huh? I yeah. figured when Spleen came on screen, they were yeah, like, it's not gross. Spleen. Yeah. No, like, if that... It, to me, that's... If I was watching this on, like, television, and I watched the first Spleen scene where he's like, pull my fingers, and <laughs> knocking people out one at a time at the fucking bar in the diner, but, like, that, that's my, that was me. I was like, I, I can't believe I have to watch the rest of this fucking film. Go ahead. Keep going. Let's see where this goes. I was on the phone with my mom, and she asked me what movie we were doing for this one, and I said Mystery Men. She's like, oh, that stupid movie we couldn't even finish. 
Wow, she remembers this? <laughs> it was so dumb to her that she remembers this. <laughs> That's remarkable. Uh, but yeah, this movie is very, very fun to watch. Not a good movie, but oh, all the quotes <laughs> I was thinking to myself before this episode. So good. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it five stones also. Hell yeah! I mean, fucking mugs! I don't, rec- I don't recommend it as a rating. I'm sure most sane people who like this movie would probably give it a four if they were using our scale, but I'm giving it a five. Right with sequel. For pure enjoyment. It's not a reflection of quality. quality. It's how you feel watching it. You're lucky I... I, I five out of six. You're, you're, you're lucky I truly believe that each one of these movies has to be rated in a vacuum. Or I would go back and pick every four stone fucking movie that we've done and be like, "This is you. You like misremember better than this, and better than this, and better than this." It's not accurate. It's not. It's not That's like it's better. It's had a better time watching it. Yep. It's in, it's well, a, no. Every movie's rated. In, no, the problem is every movie's rated in a vacuum. You can't. Every com- movie's a little. It's a little bit apples and oranges. I yeah. try to keep consistent to my scale pretty much, but. Most movies we've done, I'd probably go back and re-rate anyway. Yes, I, we have oh, to. Because yeah. I gave this a five. I definitely gave Doctor Strange a three. Like, yeah. <laughs> my point, I did my, not enjoy myself watching that nearly as much as I watched this one. Doctor Strange is a far superior film. Yeah. Yeah, it's a much better made movie, but yes. this one... I also think it's more enjoyable in general. I'd rather watch... Depends what kind of movie you want to watch. I, but even just from, like, the dumb comedy, I'd rather watch Wong sitting in the library listening to Beyonce for two and a half hours than watch this fucking film again. Yeah, but you also get Dormammu, and it's, like, sixth grade CGI. Yeah, Dormammu does look pretty fucking awful. Floating head, stupid shit. All right, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so those are our ratings for Mystery Men and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> So if you want to let us know what you thought about Mystery Men, if you've seen it, how many times have you seen it? Do you love it like me in sequel, or kind of hate it like Corey does? I, I, I can't. I can't believe that's where I, I'm the one that's here. I'm not surprised by this, based on how this was going. Yeah, but coming into this, I did. I thought I was going to be kind of in the middle ground, and Siegel was the one that was going to fucking hate this movie. I thought you were kind of like, all right. I thought you were going to come in here and be like, all right, I didn't really care for this. I know Siegel really fucking hates it, so... That's li- I literally <laughs> thought that was the case. I thought I was going to have to kind of be like, yeah, nope. but no. No, no, no. I'm the one that's fucking shooting bullets at this fucking movie. Yep. Can't, I can't with this right now. Corey, you're going to break your gun. Just don't get it, Corey. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> It's amazing set. The cultural appropriation offends me, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, so, anyway, if you want to get into contact with us about any of those things I just talked about, or really anything else, send us us an email at zthpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what your superhero team name is on Twitter, at zthpodcast. You can't take Super Squad. Nope. Or Super Dudes. Take a picture of you sewing your costume... And send it to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. We're on Facebook. If you're not concerned about your privacy, find us Facebook.com backslash ZTH Podcast. Or search for us on Facebook. Zeros Talking Heroes. Zeros and Heroes end in E-S. And if you are concerned about your privacy, just go on to iTunes where you can have like an anonymous username that you just made up and created. And give us a five-star rating so you can help us find our the rest of our super team. Or the rest of them find us. You can be our members of our super team. We have like four emailers. We could make almost a squad of mystery men. Sure. Or women. So yeah, do that. And if you want to leave a review with the rating, we'll read it on the air. That would be super cool. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. I love it. <laughs> it would be very cool. And if that's too much work for you, tell people about it. Word of mouth is a very powerful thing. 
It'll assemble the mystery men, and it'll get people to listen to this podcast. Corey wants one of those things to happen. Yep. <laughs> Next time, here on the show, we're going to be doing Batman Begins. Corey, you're going to like this movie better. Oh, yeah. I think. I don't want, I don't want to... I don't want to speak too soon, but <laughs> we'll see. Well, fair enough. If I ever give, if I give it less than a five, we're gonna be all over. I, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my shit next week, guys. Uh, so thank you for tuning in, and on behalf of everyone else, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie, Mystery Men Included, and that person's wrong. And good night. <laughs>